On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diegos. Tanaka. And Rukovica! They're finally going to win a game at Wonderland this season in the A-League. Nikita Rukovica with the right foot first time finish. And look at the relief around this joint. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. There you have it. That's the one, the knife right in the heart. Jeez, unbelievable tonight. If you haven't heard, Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Melbourne City 3-2 and you heard the uh, final goal by Rukovica with thanks to Fox Sports there. And uh, yes, right at the death, boys. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Vinny Venezuela's here as well. G'day, Vinny. G'day, Rodrigo. Yes, Warren's not in the house, uh, suffering yes. from a bit of the flu. No, he's sucking his thumb in the corner <laughs> after uh, Melbourne City's latest performance. That's yes. what he's doing. and uh, Carlos, g'day. How are you there, Rodrigo? I thought I was going to come in here and celebrate with <laughs> all know. the Melbourne City fans. It uh, looked good at 2-1 after about, what is what was it, the 70th minute or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, 70th minute yeah, when Moy scored. Uh, yeah, Moy mm. scored from downtown, the curler, 30 yards. Uh, everyone let it go, went straight past Buzanis. Uh, straight into the goals and 2-1 and they were celebrating. Looked like uh, West Sydney Wanderers were about to whittle away because, uh, you know, they've played something like seven games in 20 days. Or this tonight was a sixth game in, uh, you know, and on Friday it will be the seventh game in 20 days. And I thought they were running out of puff and City were just going to be playing champagne football. Then it all fell apart <laughs> in the last 20 minutes. Can we just talk about Bazanis for a minute? Yes. Did he think he was in another country getting lasers <laughs> flashed in his, in his eyes? Because yeah, he responded like, like a guy <laughs> who wasn't looking at the ball, didn't know where the ball was, didn't know yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, look, all the goalkeepers out there, you would know the nightmare that is, where it floats over, you think the your defenders are going to clear it or deal with it, and suddenly at the last minute it says, oh, Give it to the keeper to deal with. <laughs> and he uh, obviously went straight in. But look, in the end, uh, is their first win at Wonderland. Amazing. For something like 300 days. Yeah. You know, like it got up to you know, three centuries of, uh, <laughs> of uh, days before mm. they uh, get the win there. And this is a team that's won the Asian Cup and also, uh, you know, won their first game of the Asian Cup qualifiers, not qualifiers, group stage this uh, season. So. Uh, you, know, well, you know, good on them, uh, but I, I don't know what to say about Melbourne City. I think we'll let the listeners absolutely contribute uh, to that. They're, well, they're off the bottom, Western Sydney Wanderers, but uh, uh, Melbourne City, obviously, they, they can't go into the six after that game. Let's just quickly go through it. Uh, it was 3-2 in the end, Western Sydney Wanderers won. Uh, Baharudin scored in the 28th minute, then Poliak scored to uh, make it one all, and then Moy scored the beauty um, in the 70th minute. Then Urich got a penalty, a little bit of a soft penalty we kind of thought in the Diego's uh, huddle yeah, just negotiably, the show. you know. Yeah, but he did, he did kind of nudge him a little bit, and then Rukovica uh, scored right at the death there, and uh, it was 3-2, and at, uh, and Chapman was sent off yeah. in the 81st minute. Uh, not, not 100% sure why, because um, we stopped watching it, of course, because we were preparing for yeah, the show. That's right. <laughs> I think he said to Strebro, you hate us as much as you hate victory. <laughs> yeah, do you think it was a bit of that? <laughs> it's a <laughs> Melbourne thing. I mean, let's, let, let's talk the fans through, because obviously we don't have the, the video of it here, mm. but, uh, you know, it was a 50-50 challenge. I think... Uh, Takahagi went uh, went really quite 
you know, lunged at uh, at uh, Connor Chapman, and he expertly, almost pirouetted <laughs> over the top of him. His his studs though caught Takahagi in the top of the head, and uh, and they had the advantage. They had the ball that was going forward, and suddenly out of the blue, Chapman decides to remonstrate with uh, Strebray Dolovsky, and suddenly, before you know it, the red card's out. So yeah. I don't know if whether something was said. Uh, why been. Chapman stopped when they had the ball going forward? I mean, I thought initially that Shrebray had given the advantage to West Sydney Wanderers oh, and he was going to come back and give a red card to Chapman and Chapman got in early. But apparently the commentators was... I didn't actually see it because the camera followed no, the ball. Melbourne City had the advantage. Absolutely. and uh, and But the commentators said there was there was a suggested manhandling mm. of the referee by Connor Chapman. So that's, that is the definition of brain explosion. So I don't know what happened to the kid there. And, of course, they fell apart in that last 20 minutes or so. Right now we need an expert like Danny Vukovic to tell us whether, you know, (laughs) what constitutes referee handling, don't you think? Or or Paolo Di There's a few out there we could... uh, Reference. So, so Vinny, what is the uh, what, what's the hotline tonight? Well, well, on the back that there is pain in 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 uh, Melbourne clubs uh, generally, the, generally, you yeah. know, with, with poor refereeing decisions over the weekend. If you're a victory <laughs> fan or dubious, well, there was. Let's face it, 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 it was an offside, and uh, that should have been a goal. Um, on the on the back of that, and on the back of the fact that Melbourne City you know, aren't performing very well at all. We're calling it the Feel Your Pain hotline, mm. and you need to vent. You need to tell us what you're not happy about, yep. whether you're not happy about Melbourne City or you're not happy about uh, the the calls, the victory you've been getting from referees lately. Uh, vent. Yes. It's time to vent. Apparently, they've got an SMS coming through. Apparently, uh, one of our listeners has sent this through. Do yourself a favour and read Melbourne City's Facebook page. Our supporters letting the club know their feelings. Well, after you've... Well, after you've inserted your feelings on the Facebook page, give us a ring here yeah, and let us know because uh, let other people hear about it. Mm. If you're not happy, uh, let us know. But by the way, you know, I, I don't want to put positive spin on a night like tonight because really they were poor on, on the weekend. Uh, tonight they were more competitive. But they probably should have won the game, but they really fell apart. But Valapi's performance tonight mm. was fantastic. World-class, some of the saves. Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy has was earned terrific his spot too. in the Socceroos yeah, he easily. Too. He's terrific. So there, there, there are some glimmers of hope. And, and Navio is a, is a pick-up and a half. Yeah. Uh, Henry, a uh, great player. And uh, he really troubled West Sydney Wanderers in that first half. And really, the first half, and I, and I know the result, nothing will comfort you tonight. But that first half, uh, up until West Sydney Wanderers you know, scored against the run of play, Melbourne City had 10 shots a goal and West Sydney Wanderers had none. Mm. So they did dominate in that first half, but that's scant consolation when, uh, when they just give away a, a loss, uh, give away a game the way they did. Give us a call, 94291116. We'd love to hear from you tonight. If you're a Melbourne City fan, uh, give us a call, 94291116. Or send us a text message and on 0433981116. Look, as you know, I, I lean towards uh, the victory more than I lean... Do I do. Oh, I do. I, I'm a victory <laughs> person more than I... independent. I, I, I try and... I want to be neutral. <laughs> and but I, and I, I do want Melbourne City to do well because I think... Melbourne having two good clubs is good for everybody. But I'll, I'll say this about Melbourne City. They they impressed me no end at the start of the year. I thought that their early games with the... Uh, even though they weren't winning necessarily, they were playing 
high tempo, you know, fast pace, fast breaking football, and they were looking like dynamite. But watching them the last few games, I, I just feel that they've lost their mojo completely. I, I don't see much running there. I don't see them trying to dominate. I don't see them fighting back for the ball. I, I just they don't impress me as a as a footballing unit like they did at the start of the season. I thought that they had a lot of promise and I was really hoping that uh, good football would just keep evolving from them and I just think that they go in fits and starts and I'm not even a fan and if I was a fan it would be doing my head in. So I really am interested to, to hear from um, what's what a City mm. fan would say about that. But, um, but Vinny, that's part of the problem. I mean, I, I don't remember those days where you're talking about them playing so well. Uh, all I know is they didn't get the result and maybe that was a big problem because... Uh, if they played half as well and got results and got a bit of momentum up and then grew into a really good style of football, I think people would accept that. Uh, they, they're a club that the minute they, there's a bit of hope, they disappoint. And that's what's killing them. That's what's killing them. It's not like they uh, like a victory. They, you know, when victory goes out on the field, this under Kevin Musket, when victory goes out in the field, whether they win or lose, you know they've had a go. Yeah. And, and, they, and they'll be pushing right to the last minute. They'll be disappointing sometimes, and they'll make some horrendous mistakes, and some players will disappoint you, but you know that they will fight right to the end. Mm. They have confidence and faith in their own ability. I'm not saying Melbourne City don't fight, but they fight without confidence. But I think they Van fight. Chip said the same thing, yeah. that they lack the mental, mental strength. strength. You, you know, I'm, they, they train as hard as anyone. They probably run, you get to GPSs on all those players. They work as hard as anyone. But you can work in a positive fa- uh, f- a fashion with a bit of mental strength, or you can work with, uh, in a negative fashion and, 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 uh, and, and still expend the energy of someone who's working really hard and trying to win the game. So uh, that's what's disappointing here. On the weekend, Central Coast Mariners, in that game there, they just didn't give a yelp. No. Mm. And, it was, and it wasn't because, they, I'm sure, if you got the GPS on them, they would have been fine, you know, as far as the amount of kilometres they ran and all that sort of stuff. But it's how you do it and doing it with faith and knowing that you can win. And that's a big difference. And this team, unfortunately, this this team's had this for a long time this, now. This team, I, I don't want to be um, alarmist here, but really they're on the precipice because money's being invested in them, and there's a lot at stake here. And you know, if, if well, you for want, the players, for there the, is the, the players. The, the club's fine. Yeah, the, the brand is fine. Yeah. It's always going to have. It's going to have money behind it. But if you want to get people behind it as well and you, mm. you want to broaden your fan base, you've got to start doing things differently yeah. because otherwise opportunities are going to be taken away from you in some way, shape or form. And if you don't get the bums on seats, there's no action. But like, like Rodrigo said, I mean, John Van Skip's been very open about his team, his squad of players having no mental strength or very little mental strength, but, resilience. I mean... You just don't admit that, do you? I mean, he must be so frustrated uh, because he's suggesting that the boys have to be trained in having mental strength. Well, if you have to be trained to be mentally strong, you're going to have letdowns like the game on Sunday. You're going to have letdowns like in the last 20 minutes today because you have to be trained. Mm. But if you need players at that level to be instinctively mentally strong. They might not win all the time, but they've got to be instinctively mentally strong. Yeah. But, Carlos, if you're going to raise that point, not you, but yeah. Van Skip's going to raise that point, and with respect to him as well, if you're going to raise it, then as the gaffer, you've got to take responsibility for instilling it. And so if you're, if you're saying we don't have the mental strength, then surely the next question is, well, what are you doing to instill it in this squad? Because we're paying you the big bucks to make yeah. sure it happens. Oh, I'd, go, I'd go a step before that, Vinny. I'd say 
I'd say if you have to instill it in a player, I'm not talking about yeah, a young okay. player. If you have to instill it in a player at that level, that player's no good to you. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. So I'd go a step further, the recruiting. If you've got too many of those players in your squad uh, and you've had it since day one, well, you've got to ask questions about the recruiting. Uh, what, you know, how are you picking your players? Are you picking them on potential and hoping you're going to turn things mm. around? Or are you picking them uh, through you know, genuine performance in the past? You know this person won't let you down. And again, it's not about winning and losing all the time. It's about the performance mm. and how you go. And it kind of always has been yes. with Melbourne mm. City, Melbourne but, Heart. But that's right, Rodrigo. The, the fans are going to respect mm. you putting in 100% week in, week out. Even if you're not winning, that's what they're going to want. Here we go. There's a, there's a couple of passionate uh, SMSs. Archibald, Germano, Hoffman, Yarlians, uh, Ramsey, Redmayne, Retray, Villart, Williams, JVS, all out. That's a, a text message. Uh, Melbourne City's fan zone was an embarrassment tonight, Ben from Geelong. No culture, no identity, been rebuilding for three years. Bad decisions from the same people who've been at the club for too long. Need a massive clean out of the dead weights, starting with the top. Well, you know, everyone's under scrutiny there. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, you can name more people if you want. Yep. Everyone's under scrutiny. And the most disappointing here for, thing for Melbourne City fans, and I applaud the Melbourne City fans, those, that cohort of fans who have stuck by them, even though they've had those moments of such disappointment. The Central Coast Mariners, even earlier, you know, whenever they seem to go to Central Coast Mariners, they have this, you know, insipid performance that, Really, it doesn't matter what they do after that for two or three weeks. People can re- keep on remembering it. Do you remember just before Chris, before the Asian Cup where they went up there and they were, they were awful, but mm. they had done well before that? So I think people just expect them to fall over. Um, the good thing is the club will be there. It's not like the old Melbourne Heart. With these performances and the, and the small crowds, you're worried about their future. The City Group will make, ensure, especially now they've built this academy, this, oh, yeah. this, they, they're going to be there. Uh, the worrying thing for people at that club is, will they be there next year? And I think it's safe to say a lot of them won't be. Oh, there'll be this this year could potentially have been a, a transition year anyway for yep. that for that club that business. You know, like you said, they've built this fantastic uh, complex out there, the academy, uh, fantastic change rooms, dressing rooms, uh, offices. It's unbelievable. If you haven't had a look at that, make sure you yeah. do have a look at that. Um, but this year could have been a, a transition year. Just see. Who's got what it takes, and and you know those names I read out before. Yeah. You know, a good portion of those won't be there next. And year. and sorry, the disappointing pointing thing going into these three gra- games. I mean, there's three games in a week. They could have got themselves nine points and put themselves right in the mix. The teams they're playing, yeah. they should be thinking these are shoe ins. Like Western Sydney Wanderers oh. can't win a game. Or Central Coast, Central, Central Coast, Coast, second last or third last. Newcastle. With, and you, I mean, these are the three games. If you're going to play finals football, if you've got any scary of of uh, confidence in your ability to play finals and do something this year, if you want to save your job, mm. right? That's what the, it comes down this to. Is, this is what it comes down to, these three games. And they've been so poor. In, well, like, they weren't poor tonight, but... No, nah, they've got to finish the job, yeah, Carlos. Absolutely. They were poor. At the end of the day, yeah, you don't okay. finish the job, Result-wise, they were super disappointing, as disappointing as they were on Sunday, but the performances were different. It was just yeah, today, it's lap, bad lapses today. For the first 40 minutes or so, I, yeah. I thought they were actually pretty good. They should have put a couple yeah. in the back of the net. Um, so, so you know, they, Vinny, you, you're right. It's their up and down nature and, and the fight that they don't seem to have when they 
you know, mm. a, apart from derbies, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Let's go to nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call on the We Feel Your Pain hotline. If you're a, <laughs> if you're a, a City supporter or a Victory supporter as well, we've got a couple of uh, Victory supporters gloating on the SMS. We'll get those to those in a minute. But let's go to Ashwardo from St Kilda. G'day, Ashwardo, and welcome to the show. Good evening, lads. Great show as always. Cheers, Thanks, mate. mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, just in the uh, on the discussion of City. Um, the the cultural aspect's a very interesting one, right? So we know what happened with the uh, the previous coach, uh, currently as assistant at uh, at Victory, um, and then uh, we have uh, Van Skip coming back. It uh, picks up for a while, and then you know back where we were three years ago. So I really like your thoughts here in terms of is there a, a more systemic issue at the club, a bigger a bigger a far bigger problem. Um, that a coach himself or a head coach isn't going to change. Are there uh, bigger changes that are required um, to happen in the background? What What are your thoughts, there, guys? Yeah, I, I think I think there'll be significant change, wholesale changes at the end of the year. I'd be very surprised if the City Group don't do that. Uh, City Group's been involved now for eight, what it'll be a season and a half, won't they? I mean, they they took them over halfway through last season. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, and they I was surprised they didn't make bigger moves in the off season. To, to turn over more players uh, and even even off-field staff. Uh, but given that they're patient, they, they showed patience with Manchester City, they're there to build a club over the long term. Uh, Van Skip did get something out of the squad when he did come back after Aloisi was sacked and they did get a, go on a bit of a, a run. If you remember, they nearly made the finals uh, and they probably thought, okay, let's not rush into this, let's not panic, let's give these guys another chance. Yeah. And the fact that a lot of the guys who'd been there a while were mid-contract. You just can't move those guys on. So I understood fully why they didn't do the wholesale clean-out last season. But, you know, in, in responsible fashion, they've had a good look now. And even uh, Brian Marwood, I noticed uh, in some of the quotes uh, just prior to this last weekend's game, uh, he did say a couple of times that the performances at times this season have been unacceptable. And you'd think, once they start using words like that, Heads are going to roll. Oh, and, and Heads are going to roll. was really talking yeah. about, you know, management. You know, he was talking about, yeah. you know, Scott Munn, those guys, yeah. you know, that, that must must be feeling the pressure yeah. now because, um, you know, they will be held. These guys don't muck around. No. They will be held responsible for, for whatever, whether it's the, the team culture, whether it's the performances on the field. Clearly, performances off the field is, is an area that they'll yeah. get marked on. Well, um, you know, really, the crowd's down to 6,000 yeah, now. There, yeah, there's, there's I mean, a, that's year one level. Okay, and I understand why it's difficult to get more people in because they're not winning, but it's it's a whole package, isn't it? Mm. Yep. So. The, and as you said before, Carlos, the fact that um, they've got some people that have stuck around just shows how dedicated they yeah. are and good on them. But uh, for for their sake and for the sake of the fact that Melbourne will benefit from having two really competitive teams, like mm. things have to be done. Yeah, and you know... There's a lot of Melbourne Victory, and I, I, I want know. to get to this because a lot of a lot of Melbourne Victory fans are loving what's happening at the moment. But the Melbourne Victory fans have got to realise that with the investment from the City Group, and they get it right, this team's going to start winning, and they're going to start winning things in the next two or three years. And there's a lot of people who in Melbourne who aren't following Victory, who love their world football. They're probably they were probably sort of tinkering with City as maybe a team to support, but they've let them down. But there's a, there's a, a lot of people out there ready to take on a team that might not be Melbourne victory. Mm. So I think if City starts winning, 
and they start doing it with a bit of swagger over a sustained period of time. I'm not saying that City will ever... Well, they will maybe one day catch up with victory, but they won't do it quickly. Absolutely. Good call there from Ashwardo. I'm sickened by this result. If I had a membership, it would be in the microwave. That's Josh <laughs> in Alpha. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for your good, kind words about the show. Um, Pete and Bandura, City need a new manager who will require and demand players to have the will to win. No more JVS. Enough is enough. Pete and Bandura, there you go. Well, J- John Van Skip, look, he's a gentleman, and he would know that the heat's on him now, mm. um, especially on the weekend uh, where a lot of the players who are injured would not have made that team on the weekend anyway. They wouldn't have made a significant difference that team except for Damien Duff. And so the five or six or ten people out at the moment, you bring those in, it wouldn't have made any difference. So suddenly the question mark is over the coach and the coaching staff if that happens. And just on Damien Duff, he announced tonight that he's going back home. Yeah. So uh, obviously with an injury, season-ending injury, he's He's got kids way. too. Yeah, They've got to yeah. go to school and stuff. So Before we go to a break, let's go to Bob in Baldwin. G'day, Bob. Welcome to the show. G'day, boys. Love the show as always. Thanks, you, Bob. Um, I got a call from a relative in Sydney just about a half an hour ago. They reckon Ben skips on a KLM flight direct to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> can you confirm that from our people there in um, Sydney? Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll just bring up... Is it KLM, is it? Yeah. KLM Their office will be open at this time. <laughs> they KLM, KLM departing at 12.10 tonight. And that um, stops at Frankfurt and then direct to Amsterdam. <laughs> so is he, is, he, is he actually jumping off at Frankfurt, maybe going for the on-track Frankfurt? For job there, Bob? I don't know, but um, there's a few third division um, teams looking for coaches. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I just reckon the formula... Thanks, Bob, for that. Uh, I just reckon the formula is just... It's a perfect storm of, of of a coach at the moment who can't get the best out of the players and the players just not responding. So ultimately, that's where, that's where I think altogether it's led to this situation. So that's why people will pay. But if you get them in different scenarios, in different environments, these people, John Van Skipper at a different club, these these players at different clubs, they might be very, very successful. You know, I was speculating uh, over the weekend when I was... Because Ernie Merrick has turned Phoenix around. Fantastic. Yeah. And the way that they're playing attacking football, not unlike uh, what Victory does. And I was wondering, do you put someone like a Merrick, not necessarily Ernie Merrick, or you could put... Ernie, could, would Ernie Merrick fit and be able to do something with Melbourne City? Is, is it the style that they're playing? I, I don't get it, but they, they, they're sitting back more than they're attacking. They, they, they're not fast anymore. And, and I just wonder whether you've got to do something different with, with, with that group of players. No, I don't think you can do anything with that group of players, Vinny. Tell you the truth. Well, then you've got to they get rid of They failed under Van Skip in, you know, in the early years. Or they, you know, they made the finals in the second year. They failed under Aloisi, and they're failing now. So, I don't think you can do. I think you've got to. There's, there's wholesale changes across the board there. Yep, plenty to talk about tonight as uh, Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Melbourne Victory, uh, Melbourne City rather. Jeez, uh, three-two um, on a disappointing night, of course, for Melbourne City. Let's take a break now and come back with more of your calls on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. One week they give you a Ferrari. The next week they give you the gas to get out of town. This has been a profound coaching moment by the four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. 
Aaron, they really could have gone either way. It ebbed and flowed. Hard to believe you didn't come out with a point. Uh, yeah, definitely. I thought we created a lot of chances. Uh, we just didn't put them away when we needed to. But overall, I think it was a very close match. They had some good chances. We had some good chances. But unluckily, they took uh, more goals. So. What did you make of the whole 90, though? You, at some points, you were really good, Melbourne City. At some points, you were fairly poor. It's been sort of a, a story of your season, hasn't it? Yeah, that's what uh, every team's looking for, consistency. So if we can uh, consistently play well for the rest of the season, I'm sure we can move up the ladder. But, yeah, we've just got to keep working hard on the training pitch and trying to get our consistency better. There's goal scorer Aaron Moy with Tom Chadwick with thanks to Fox Sports. And really. we need to make a point to our listeners out there who didn't watch the game. Moy was fantastic tonight. Mm-hmm. Valapi magnificent tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've sort of I've always liked Tendo Valapi, but he's just never got that consistency. But geez, he was there's some world class saves off uh, Tommy Urich tonight. Oh, Urich should have put yeah, them two, oh, two one in, in front. In the second half, he was just unplayable, yeah. Urich. And the only the only reason why he didn't get more goals was uh, Valapi. Fantastic. On a night when Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Melbourne City three two, uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Baharudin scored again uh, for. For City, as did Moy, uh, Poliak, Juric and uh, Rukovica scored for Western Sydney Wanderers. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. it is the We Feel Your Pain hotline. Like Jim gave us a call right now. Jim from Hawthorne, welcome to the show. Good evening, Diego. How are we going? Yeah, good, good, mate. Good, thank you. Yeah, good, mate. I'm a founding member. And I'll tell you for one thing, mate, I won't be going anywhere. I'm staying where I am. Good, man. And good the, on point you, Jimmy. Be, the, point, the point being is, uh, on the other end of the fence, I was with Hawthorne, mate, for 12 years. And we were in the wilderness looking back and won three premierships. This, this team has only started out. And for the victory fans, you keep to your side, boys. We'll keep to ours because we have to stick together. And for the founding members, we have to stick together. And at the end of the year, back your words, boys. City will... Ha- City will they have to do something. Yeah. Um, to be honest tonight, I'm lost for words. But I'll stick by them, by, by good or bad. And there's no good uh, shouting down everybody else. The simple reason is... We just got to stick with them, and the simple reason is that Man City will have to at the end of the year, and they've all they've had the whole group over here a couple of weeks ago who were playing well, and they've been watching it all year. They're not going to sit there and spend all this money and then just walk out. It won't happen. So Melbourne victory, watch out, we're coming. Fighting <laughs> <laughs> words, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know the. In the past, when teams have performed poorly in the A-League or the old NSL over an extended period of time, you're worried about the club's future because no one would go to the game, the, the, the funds wouldn't be there, you know, there's no interest, no sponsorship, so suddenly these clubs die. This Melbourne City will not die. Uh, this is just part of its evolution. So you can be really confident if you, if you support Melbourne City that they will get it right in the next one to three years. And... Then they'll be a powerhouse. I, I honestly believe they'll be a, a team that will win regularly. So stick with them, uh, but don't be necessarily very happy with what's going on at the yeah. moment. Jim's not getting much sympathy off the uh, <laughs> text message. Long-suffering Hawthorne supporter. Uh, <laughs> Thanks very much for your call, Jim, as always. Here's another one. Guys, just to remind the victory supporters, this ain't hard anymore. They're owned by the biggest and most wealthy football group in the world, 
and it ain't this year they will win things in, yeah. uh, in this country and smash victory. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it's also some uh, good victory banter going on. John in Port Melbourne, let's keep, let's start a petition to keep JVS at City. <laughs> <laughs> um, are Melbourne City still under warranty? Can the City Group get a refund or an exchange? Thanks very much. Loving your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Let's go to Harry in Baldwin. I want to talk about Victory's last two matches just to change the pace a little bit. G'day, Harry. Welcome to the show. Yeah, g'day. Uh, not Warren, but everyone else. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just say g'day to Warren. I'm sure he's listening, but uh, yeah, just... just uh, Commiseration. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, it's a very tough league. Um, and yeah, being at um, in exactly the same seat the last two weeks, I, I reckon the, the crowd has so much to do with it. Um, People were talking about flashing up the, um, well, Perth Glory got seven yellows, including Nichols' double, which was a hoot. And then, very, very late in the game, didn't really make much difference. But um, <laughs> um, I just think that the Wellington match was uh, too much expectation, Archie 200, um, and maybe they put it a bit on the members too um, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, this one's for the members. Um, you know, so I reckon they should just keep going. But the the transition from the first half to the second half, I think that showing that um, Ko offside, um, although it's a FIFA no no, I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, that might be a reason why. But the crowd was louder than I can remember it. Oh, the crowds have been sensational, Harry. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, Victory... Look, on on Saturday night, Victory absolutely could count themselves unlucky. Yeah, but, but um, you know, don't, don't underestimate... I mean, this is really great for this team too, Victory. Mm. It's not... Uh, Kevin Muscalism wants to probably rip my head off by saying that. <laughs> but this is great because what it's, what it's teaching the, this squad that they've got to actually go ahead and channel their frustration in the right, right way. In the second half... After they conceded that goal in the second half, they were fantastic, Melbourne victory, and they responded in the right way. And Kevin Musket said as much in the press conference. Uh, you know, having to, you know, deal with the Seb Roll, you know, penalty at Sydney, and then all the other, you know, clear-cut incompetent decisions they've had to deal with this year, and they've had to go on and actually channel all their frustration and their aggression at the ball and the way they play. I think it's a fantastic way of, uh, of you know learning about the temperament, that even-tempered approach to winning games mm. if you can. And I think it's been a good thing for them in that respect. They've still got uh, a game in hand. And if they win that game, I st- I'll, I'll back them to go. I'll still back them to win the Premier's plate and maybe go all the way to the grand final. And I don't think this team's a complete team yet. I think in the off-season, Muskie will do his own clean-out with a few of the players or at least get some more players in to add some depth, especially in the back four and also maybe in the goalkeeping stakes. Once you've got that, this team's going to be a very, very good team for a long time. I think uh, notwithstanding some of the refereeing errors that have been made, you know, that that uh, Victory have encountered, the, the, the fact of the matter also is that uh, they've had some very good opportunities that mm. shouldn't have been missed and they'd be ruining those as well. Yeah. In, the, the the noble and and the good thing about victory, as we said earlier, they don't stop fighting and they'll take it to ninety ninety plus minutes and they keep us on the edge of our seats and 
you know, as a victory fan, it's heartbreaking when we don't win it, but we've all, we're always a chance of, yeah. of winning it, and that's that that's good. That yeah. that that um, boosts your spirits. And there's anger. There's yeah. anger. You know, the press conferences after the game. I mean, you want you want that as a supporter to know that they're really angry that they didn't win. Of course, you've got to do that the right way. You don't want to be starting fights and stuff, but you don't seem to see that with City. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah, let's uh, let's go to Brian in Chelsea. Uh, wants to talk about the the league and how tough it is. G'day, Brian. Welcome to the show. Oh, g'day. I've uh, rung him before. I'll, I'll just object to that pathetic Melbourne City excuse before about it's a tough league. It'll be a tough league when you get relegated out of it. Then it's a tough league. When you know every year you're going to come back and play in the top league, even if you finish bottom, that is not a tough league. Yeah, but you want you want to be a tough you want to play in a tough league, don't you, Brian? I mean, if you, if these teams have aspirations to not only be a professional club in the A League, but also going to play in Asia and in the way the way West Sydney Wanderers, uh, you know, then graduated to the World Club Championships, you want to you want to be playing in a tough league. You, this is what we've all been crying out for. So if anyone's saying oh, it's a tough league, or I mean, even this thing about uh, you know they're starting to talk about West Sydney Wanderers because they've been so successful, have played seven, by this Friday they would have played seven games in twenty days. Yeah, that's part of being a professional footballer, though. You rotate your squad, you do what you can, your recovery. I mean, every part of your squad stretched, but that's what it is to be a professional footballer. There will be people out there who would be dying to become a professional mm. footballer and play seven games in 20 days. So for me, yeah, of course it's tough, but that's what professional sport's all about. What, do you want to be easy? I mean, do you, do you want this to be an easy thing? Uh, it's not watchable if it's easy, and it's not, you don't get any respect if it's easy. I think Brian was saying that uh, because there's no relegation, yeah. um, you know, it, it, uh, it's going to be even tougher mm. when there's relegation. Yeah, of course. But uh, right now, right now, you know, geez, I'd be really worried if we if we're saying it wasn't a tough league, because that that had, then you have no respect in the league, no respect in player performances, and players will leave the league to go elsewhere in droves. Thanks for your call there, Brian. Um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a good point, well made. So. Uh, as, as we said, Mel, uh, Melbourne City lost to Western Sydney Wanderers 2-3 uh, tonight. It was one of those games. I'd be very interested to hear uh, John Van Skip's uh, press mm. conference tonight because, uh, you know, the, the question will be put to him. Yeah. It will be absolutely put Apparently to him. Apparently he's doing it at the KLM lounge. <laughs> In the lounge. Yeah. <laughs> very good. 9, 942-911-16 will still take your calls tonight. We're going to catch up with uh, Mike McGrath and talk about uh, some uh, some of the stuff happening in the UK at the moment. Some good tech. text message here made me laugh, or made me laugh, but uh, I felt a bit sorry for this guy. West Sydney Wanderers were the last leg of my nine-game multi-bet. I need a new heart. <laughs> if I hear the word consistent from a City player or coach again, I will spew up. Um, you're nothing but pocket change to City. There you go. So... Uh, Hearing some uh, interesting, uh, interesting uh, text messages and phone calls tonight, guys. And uh, hey, just just quickly, let's uh, let's just want to talk about Ange's uh, squad mm. selection game. Of course, we heard today uh, for the games against Germany and Macedonia. So, uh, Carlos, we'll start with you. Any big? There was a couple of big surprises actually, or one in particular. What, what I like is the fact that there wasn't wholesale big surprises because Ange doesn't have to do that anymore. He can just pick and choose and bring people in to get the experience they need. And of course, Chris Economides, mm. the young kid, nineteen-year-old, is with Lazio at the moment, really burst onto the scene. In you know this season, he, he had a fanta- he's had a fantastic season last year in the Primavera in Italy. Scored something like fifteen goals in as many games. And uh, this season, I think uh, on the weekend, he either on on the bench in the Coppa Italia 
for Lazio in the senior team, and he has also been on the bench for a CDR game this season already. And he's, he scores goals. Yep, and he's not Ange's godson. No, <laughs> no nothing like it's that. All... No. So this is above board. He's, above uh, board. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, he's already been quoted saying that uh, I'm going to start playing with my hero, childhood hero, Tim Kale. Oh, I thought so you were saying Ange Postecoglou. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, so this guy, this guy is perfect for us uh, going forward as the next crop. He, I don't know, I'm not sure whether he'll get any game time against Germany or Macedonia, but he'll be in the squad like yep. Terry Antonis was in the Asian Cup, and I'm really pleased with that. And of course, Luke Devere, mm. he's 25 years old, Luke, but he played under Ange Postecoglou, and he's just trying to get more depth in that central defensive area. Uh, Tarek Alrich, you know, he's uh, he's a little bit older than the, the rest of the. Uh, debutants, but uh, he's a, a guy that's had a really fantastic he's season. He's done very well oh, this year. Geez, he's looked good uh, at Adelaide, so he deserves his chance. And Aaron Moy, of course, had, yeah. had another terrific mm. game tonight. Yeah. I mean, it shows the quality of Aaron Moy when your team can be so disappointing at times and you still have a great game. Alrich is also, getting back to Alrich, he's, he's really in that, that, that sort of wing, wing back sort of defending Attacking. Defend- well, he's looking, looking at him on the right side. Of, yeah. Uh, to a bit more depth behind Franich at least. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's he's been doing that very very well. And he's whipping his ability to whip a ball across yeah. is also his, impressive. His, his technical ability has improved, you know, three or four times yep. uh, since he's gone to Adelaide because he's not only with Gombau, but I mean he's training with Karuska every day and Isaias mm. and. Uh, Thirio and these sort of guys. I mean, playing with those guys, I'll tell you what, I'd be a star. <laughs> if I had groins, yeah, I'd be no, a star. Yeah. And and Moy also is good for the soccer team because I sometimes I think that his ability to, to put a longer releasing through ball is, is something that's missing in our game rather than always sort of passing it and working its way through. Sometimes I do like the quick long ball to, yeah, to put us into attack, and he does, yeah, yeah. he does it with accuracy. Yeah. If he, establish, very good. If he establishes, establishes himself, uh, he will be, uh, he'll give us a point of difference in there that we don't have right mm. now. Looking forward to those uh, friendlies against uh, Germany and Macedonia and uh, yeah, interesting squad that Ange picked tonight. Let's uh, take a break now. We'll come back with uh, Mike McGrath from the UK on the Four Diego's 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. You're probably a coach who turned out to be the wrong man in the wrong job for the wrong team at the wrong time. Other than that, have faith. You're a fine selection. This has been a sad coaching moment by the 40 Diego's. We were wanted all along. I was taught to fight, taught to win. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diegos. Yes, coming around the home stretch. Uh, All Night Appetite on after the Four Diegos. Make sure you stick around for that. Um, But uh, let's go to the UK and catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yes, it's uh, good to have you. Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela and Carlos are in the house. Warren's... uh, Got a broken heart, and uh, his team, Melbourne City, lost tonight to Western Sydney Wanderers three-two. Uh, of course, Liverpool case. drew against Blackburn. That's right. <laughs> in uh, in your kissing your sister cup over there, uh, there, Mike. Yes. So he's not happy about so that. He's uh, he's crying, crying in a pint or something. Yeah, yeah no, a pint of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola yeah. yeah. Hey, Mike. Uh, let, let's kick it off by um, what's going on with Angel Di Maria, uh, Di Maria from Manchester United. Uh, Got sent off in the game uh, in the FA Cup quarterfinal against uh, Arsenal, which uh, Manchester United lost 2-1. Um, he doesn't look happy, does he? Is he on his way out at £50 million? Well, 
I, I actually think that they will probably stick with him because he is he is their marquee signing of the summer. Uh, he was you know close to sixty million, but it's true he hasn't settled. Um, he had a uh, a burglary at his house, which has really shaken up the family and him. Uh, Van Hal has told us that that um, it did affect him, and and things like that off the pitch are difficult to get over on the pitch. You know, apart from the, his initial impact, he's been really, he's been poor for me. And I, I really have a problem with him taking that extra touch all the time instead of getting crosses in quickly. And also, he's, he's on a different wing, so he has to, uh, to he, he normally has to check back onto his other foot. Again, this gives, you know, defenders plenty of time to kind of set themselves to defend Man United attacks. So I think there's um, a few tweaks that need to happen, but I do, I just, I just think that they will stick with him for a little bit. Apparently, he drinks at the same bar as Erzul, <laughs> and they just shout each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your, what your view on Erzul is. I think he's, got, he has got a bit better. Um, but yeah, it's that similar kind of tricky start. Uh, well, initial impact and then and then fading. That that that's exactly what's happened. And the other Man United player that's kind of uh, disappointing is Falcao. He's another big money sort of lemon. Yeah, um, you know, fortunately for Man U, it's it's just an expensive loan rather than an expensive permanent signing over over the period of four years. You know, I can't see them investing the money in him um, in the summer, not after what he's uh, you know what he's contributed, which is just four goals. You know, and for, for a player like that to um, to play for the reserves, the under twenty ones is the equivalent of the reserves. Um, last night it was you know a big story over here, and um, and and doesn't look good for his future. It's, it's strange he's never played in the Champions League. You know, even with um, Porto, uh, Monaco, he's never played there, and it it doesn't look like he's going to next season with Man United if they make it. Now, Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, of course, uh, the FA Cup uh, game between Man U and Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal uh, were victors in that game, two goals to one. I, when I was watching that game, I just felt, you know, I was sort of harking back to the, the absolute bitterness between these two squads under Ferguson and Wenger. You know, the Battle of the Buffet and all those, all those games many, many years ago. It just didn't seem to have that edge. Uh, that Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal seemed to just be, be pretty much in control. I know Man U had their chances and so forth, but I always felt Arsenal was a stronger side. And there was not much scratching and, and biting from Manchester United to get back into that game. No, I mean, those famous scenes of uh, Keown jumping all over Van Nistelrooy, that proper hatred between two great teams. It just isn't there. I don't think they are great teams. That's why. I mean, mm. um, Team versus Vieira has kind of been replaced with Francis Coquelin versus Danny Blintz, which is quite a, <laughs> quite a polite quite a polite battle. Jeez, when you say it that way, Mike, you really do make it sound underwhelming. <laughs> so it, it didn't have, I thought it was a cracking game, really good cup tie, but you're right, it didn't have, it doesn't have that kind of um, meaning that it did when Keane and Vieira were going toe-to-toe and, and those great games that we saw, um, you know, a good few years ago. It, 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 I think it is just the standing of where they are, the fact that um, United have slipped that far. Um, Old Trafford is no longer as scary as it once was. 
and, and I think Arsenal are off the pace as well. Mike uh, Vinny here. I saw that um, post that game, Danny Welbeck copped a, a very mean tweet, a very racist tweet, and it's being pursued by the police. Is that still going ahead, or has that gone any further? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that um, it was yeah reported today. So to, yeah, obviously um, yesterday the dust was settling on the game, and you know getting taken pretty um, seriously, all, all forms of abuse on Twitter. And obviously when it crosses the uh, line of uh, legality, it, it then it's, it's um, involves the police who um, are looking into it and it's pretty unsavoury really. And, you know, no, and no matter who, who you play for, who you used to play for, you shouldn't, um, shouldn't have to read stuff like that. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, um, Chelsea take on Paris Saint-Germain in the um, European Champions League uh, overnight for us. And uh, it's a bit of a, a war. Well, you can't call it a war. It's a battle of words between the two coaches, Laurent Blanc and Jose Mourinho. Uh, Jose's accused uh, Paris Saint-Germain for being too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Is, you know, I yeah, mean, and, and up front, he's got Diego Costa playing up front for him. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. The stomper. Uh, and obviously, yeah. Uh, and Laurent Blanc is uh, kind of called him out on that one as well. Provocative. Uh, I'm actually heading there um, uh, in, in, you know, in, it's about six, six and a bit hours till kickoff. Nice. I think it's fantastic. You know, Mourinho is, I think he's been doing this on purpose all season. Like just thinking about it, he's taken so much pressure off his players by winding everybody up and being the way he is. I think, you know, he's, he's done it again, really. I think it is all mind games and it seems to be working. Now, Mike, just one last one, mate. Uh, of course, uh, Real Madrid just uh, snuck through their uh, two-legged tie against Schalke, uh, 5-4 in aggregate. Uh, and the way Schalke played at Bernabeu, you, you know, if you watch it closely, it looked like they were going to actually at least get a draw, which would have been enough for them to go to the next stage. Was this just one of those games for Real Madrid they can forget, or is this something they should worry about? Well, I don't know. they've obviously been knocked off top spot in La Liga, um, I didn't watch the match yesterday. I was at Cheltenham uh, Festival, the the racing, um, which is obviously a big, big uh, event for us over here. But I've kind of heard uh, secondhand that they looked a bit shaky, um, Madrid, and and you know that's good. You know that's good news for guys uh, chasing and trying to knock them off the perch of European champions. The fact that they look beatable. Hey, Mike, uh, have a fantastic time at a European Champions League fixture. You're half your luck, and, and enjoy having your cricket team back at home. <laughs> yeah. hey, we've still got one. I think there's one game, isn't there, uh, that, that we've got to lose. <laughs> oh, they're going to stay. That's right. It's Afghanistan, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate yeah, your time yeah, as always. Yeah. Have fun. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun. <laughs> he loves his cricket too, he Mike. He does, yeah. I know. That would have hit him right in the, in the heart. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Hey, that's it for this week's show. Boys, don't forget, we'll be back uh, next week. Thanks for your text messages and your calls. Don't forget, All Night Appetite on after the Diego's. So remember, Cuddleosh. We have a Puerto Rican girls hangout. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever you Samba Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be there. there. We are the Four Diego's. We'll be there.